Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, first show of the year. As always, we welcome ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member and current Victorian resident, Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Very good, thanks. And we know footy season's back when you bring out that just monotonous uh, introduction. To me, uh, it hasn't changed. I've been left with that for the rest of my life. Um, but, gee, um, hopefully some of our uh, more diehard listeners are enjoying those dulcet tones hitting the ear, eardrums, and they will be fired up for a Thursday night blockbuster we got this week uh, to start the season. And, I mean, a lot's gone on. How, how much sort of, um, you had a few people nibbling away at you, trying to say, when's, when's the podcast, when are you boys coming back? Because it's uh, the drum beats or... Um, have certainly gotten louder in the last couple of weeks. I've had a lot of people asking me when we're back. And as always, the off-season goes on and self-reflection. The sport is obviously doing a lot of reflection at the moment. We were in the off-season, but, you know, you get a sniff of a game on Thursday and all you want to do is really talk league, don't you? Uh, well, yeah, I did. But one thing I didn't notice with you in the off-season is you have only sort of got back into your league the last week, five days, which I think it's healthy. You seem to be able to switch off from your sports. Um, or maybe not NBA. You sort of get right involved in uh, the draft time. Mm-hmm. But you definitely do well to switch off pretty much from the end of the international season until you know you really enjoy your Christmas you get back into your NBA even though it's not playoff time um, or you get right into your NFL before you know then you bring you, you come back into your NRL or your, your rugby league when required and I, I respect that of you I think I need to cleanse in the off season and get stuck into other sports because our game isn't well publicised away from the season and it's just such a gossip laden um, coverage especially when you're in Sydney you just read shit after shit and when there's nothing to really talk about and I think that's a big, um, big gripe of ours is why there's no transfer window. Because if there was a transfer window, let's just say between December and January, then the whole papers, all they're going to do is talk about the transfer window. And that takes away from all the other bullshit that they do cover. And then, you know, you've got trades, anything open slather. So if you look at EPL and NFL, they, their seasons have extended by two to three months because of free agency. And now you even talk about pre-agency and NBA, people trying to get out of their contracts early. And, you know, there's a lot more positive stuff to talk about. The flip side with NRL, you've got absolute Muppets running the game and still haven't come got their heads around trading players and a free agent um, window. And you've got Bud Knights happening up the wazoo as a result. <laughs> players, players are bored and... Um, People were leaking. Players aren't of bored. No, no, you can't blame. You can't blame bored. No, I won't blame the players. No. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I was actually talking to a British colleague who's a big league man, and and I said, and he sort of said, 
the British game's falling away. And I said, well, if a, I don't know, Brent, Brett Ferris or something, the second row for Leeds Rhinos did a sex tape, it would basically just, like, filter into the nothingness of Pornhub, right? It would mm. just end up nowhere. But, mm. I mean, in a way, and I, I don't want to go on about this, but we should be proud of our game. We're not proud of it, no, but, I mean, our game's uh, profile in this country means that even Tyrone, Tyrone May, who is a fringe first grader, is getting a lot of um, publicity from releasing a sex tape. Well, how, many people, how many people Googled Liam Coleman's name in the last two weeks? Just the Penrith, the, the Penrith lower grade player who apparently was at the other end of that roast with May, um, hands back on the head, really relaxed. Um, as no, actually, no, that was Tyron Phillips at the other end. Um, but well, with the, know, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen them, mate. I've just heard there's like t-shirts over people's heads, and it's not something I'm, I'm going to watch because it's not fair on. The people that were involved. Yeah, look, we don't want to talk about the, the actual situation, so I apologise regarding mentioning the names, but I guess it's. I want to know who's leaking them. What, what do you have to gain around leaking them? Because if you're if you're on a WhatsApp forum with your mates, and you know some very um, delicate material is getting shared between mates, and not that it should ever be shared, that kind of stuff. Uh, we don't condone that, but. Surely, if you're mates with someone, you are not sending that on to people who should um, or maybe not be as close to the to the protagonists and then they flick it. And then before you know it, you know, Tyson Otto from the Daily Telegraph's got it and he's showing Rothschild over a trim latte and a, a skim latte. What's going what? on? Like, why yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I know. Actually, uh, a couple of mates of mine... You'll know one of them's Ngato McDonald and Bill. They were sharing those videos via um, Facebook uh, Messenger, mm. and as soon as they did it, they got a warning from Facebook saying you're you're sharing malicious content. Really? Um, so it must have been MG's lawyer and that got onto Facebook. So, but, but how so come Facebook and WhatsApp too? Um, yeah, but I guess I that's it? maybe their looser platform, so they're a bit more strict with Facebook yeah. because it's in the public and obviously. Um, the big data scandal they had recently, but you've yeah. got WhatsApp, which is really, um, it's a free-for-all for information. And, and, you know, if you've got something to say that you don't want people hearing and you need to document it, WhatsApp's you, you, you go now that your hotels of the world are gone, isn't it? Well, isn't that the advertisement WhatsApp that it's um, uh, encrypted or something? I think it is, yeah. You can choose Encrypt- the option. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Why would you choose that? I still want to know, do you think that it's maliciously getting leaked, which I heard the Dylan Napa tapes. Um, speaking of Dylan Napa, someone who was basically on a verge of collapse, I mean, how stoked is he that Tyrone May and the Panthers, I mean, maybe he leaked it to take the shine off his um, Big Papa stuff. I mean, Big Papa for me is a distant memory. It's like it happened four years ago. I don't even oh, remember the Napa tapes now. He, he is... Um uh, what's that word when things shit hits the van? He's uh, he's proof. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the words. I'm getting old, and my words don't. He's sensation proof almost now, right? Mm. Like nothing he can do. And actually, at the end of the day, he looks good because one, that was obviously consensual. Although, I mean, I don't know if if he knew it was getting videoed that one in New York, then he's probably has a case to answer for. And then the other one is just him, like, fellating himself, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the actual act is, while Kane Evans is shadowboxing. Like I'm that, is not that sure if it's fellating himself. That would be um, well, what, if he's okay, giving whatever. himself a blowy. 
whatever. But at the end of the day, like now you look back on it, like that's not hurting anyone, and no. it's just absolutely brilliant. It's actually funny as hell, but it shouldn't have got shared. It just shouldn't um, have been filmed. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, but, but then go back to Mitchell Pierce, who had a laugh, wet himself in the comfort of someone else's home, and um, simulated sex with a dog as a laugh, and. How many weeks did he get? Oh, six to eight. I think he got eight weeks. Just It's just not right, is it? I think he got extremely hard done by. Um, whereas Napa and Tyrone May, actually Tyrone May I think is in serious trouble with the police. But um, I think Napa is probably the biggest loser and then the biggest winner of the off-season in the space oh, yes, of two weeks. Definitely. It is actually brilliant. And he's actually going to get a cult following, I think, more than anything. Um, Whereas Tyrone May and all the pa- I think the Panthers have taken the biggest hit because some of the videos are just genuinely disturbing and bad. Um, and I think that, you know, the Panthers have always been everyone's second or third favourite team. There's a lot of love for them, but I think that has really suffered. Um, and I'm not sure that the Panthers are going to be able to recover from this because allegedly... Um, some of, if not their biggest, their most high-profile player was involved in those um, in those tapes, but was covered up. Uh, that is an absolute lie. I've had, I've got it's my just mail. Purely accusation. No, I've got mail that some very, very high-profile player, who um, representative player, would be a dead set shock if it came out. But um, apparently, also that they um, there was a confidential meeting at Penrith. And someone went in there and go, right, no bullshit, guys. Who was involved in those videos? It won't go any further. Just tell me right now. And seven to ten hands went up. And the, the people that put their hands up um, are generally shocked um, management who asked the question. So I think there's a lot of stuff that Penrith know that other people don't. And there's probably a lot more to come out. But will it come out? I'm not so sure. Well, I mean... I don't like saying this, but why, why am I saying it then? But isn't some of the irony in this whole debacle was that Jack DeBellin didn't film his? Mm. And if he did, he might be in a better position? Probably don't really want to comment on that. I want to stay well clear of the DeBellin thing. Just, I just don't know enough about it. No, agreed. agreed. Let's, talk, let's talk about what our, what, our, what our fans want. And a lot of them said don't talk about off-field stuff. We okay. have wasted a few minutes on sure. that. And let's we've got one of the premier rugby league competitions of the world, if not the premier, um, starting in five days, four days. Yeah, it um, hasn't been the best build-up as we've just basically, um, as we've covered off. But we do have... We do have the season kicking off on Thursday. But what we probably want to do... Actually, there's a couple of things first that you wanted to do. Do you want to just um, tidy up? Um, there's a new playoff format mooted. Has that been... Oh, yeah, it's not happening. It was it's just, happening. again, it, it came out straight after the Penrith. No it came out just as the Penrith tape was coming out. It was just to try and get people talking about stuff stuff other, other than, um, you know... Uh, stuff off the field that could hurt our game. So that was just a total... Look, it was worth the debate. Um, it was worth having the b- debate, but it's not... I don't think it's coming in anytime soon. So it made no sense, some, did it? It made absolutely no sense. Correct. I, I, I don't honestly don't think it made sense. I, the only sense... It, Can you just describe it, it to me, made, what it was? Okay, so 
basically what it meant was what it really meant if you actually think about it, it means that the final system actually became top six so you wanted basically top six was getting all the um uh advantages of, of performing well during the year so that meant then you have teams seven eight nine and ten playing off for the seventh and eighth position and then it basically being the normal final series so it basically just adds another week's week of finals which we don't um, need we don't need another week of the season. And we're opening up to um, teams 9 and 10. So all you Raiders and Warriors fans would be licking your chops because you can say you make the finals every year. Yeah, but I don't want, like, that's a a, I don't want to make the final if I finish 10th. Like, nah. As if we're going to go far. Like, it's just wasting people's time. It's bullshit. Um, people talked about uh, how it could be like a dead... There's a lot of dead rubbers. Um and depending on how the season goes, there can often be a lot, quite a lot of dead rubbers from sort of round 16 on. So, now, welcome to sport so when there's well 16 sport. teams. Now, have I told you over the off-season, um, it isn't my idea, but it's from Reddit on the internet, and it's called the Messenger Shield. Mm. So, do you know the um, Ranfurly Shield in New Zealand Rugby Union? Yeah. So, basically, a guy has um, worked out from day dot... Like in 1908 when the game started, so he's mm. basically said, I think the first premiership winner in 1908 gets the um, the messenger shield, mm-hmm. and what happens is you defend that messenger shield um, at all your home games mm-hmm. until you lose you lose a home game, then the messenger shield gets transferred to the other um, mm-hmm. the other uh, the other team. So they've actually mapped it all out from so each team can see how many times they've won it, who's had the longest um, reigns and stuff like that. And if we brought that in, I think that would just add, like, it's not going to be that special, but if you're like the Gold Coast, top, I don't know, okay, Gold Coast Tigers, you're a salad dweller, perennial, and round 25 you go to the Roosters to play them at SFS. Mm. You know, like it just adds it. a little bit more to the to the game. And, you know, you might have the off-season with the Messenger Shield, something steeped in history, and you, you can hold that at your your um, headquarters in Rabina. Yeah, I think you've got... Ramfley Shield's a good example. It's exactly the same. You've got other mid-season tournaments like the FA Cup um, in the Premier League. Um, you know, you even have other things like All-Star Weekend Breaks and, and other sports. But the thing I like, it if you put a cash uh, prize associated to it then um, yeah you're going to get the Titans really playing hard and the cash goes to the players and it's going to be something to play for I like it lots of think good things coming out of Reddit don't they yeah so it's my go to um, uh, pay a web area for league related news yeah nice and just before we get on to um, the previews for the upcoming season you mentioned something that really struck a chord with me, and in, and I'm thinking the NRL's ability to commercialise the game, it makes a lot of sense to me. Putting players' names on the back of jerseys, you know, if you want to sell merchandise, a lot of people players are going to buy Warriors jerseys, but if you had, say, number one, two of us a Sheik, and, you know, having something to popularise players and positions, you're just going to sell more jerseys, aren't you? Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, America um, has a lot of things that uh, don't aren't going well for it. But the way they do their sport, there are so many things you can learn from it. And having the that numbers situation and the name on your 
mm-hmm. um, on the name on the back of the jersey. That's gonna. Like, I don't buy jerseys to be honest, right? I don't. I don't. They're not. No. You can't. Really, I, I, I've got a few league jerseys, right? But I just don't. I often won't. I very rarely wear a jersey to, to a game when I attend. Mm. Um, but if there was, we really identify with some players, mm-hmm. the style of football they play, mm. um, and you want to your your it personality about what you like in the game. It speaks to who you are because if you exactly, pull out your not just in the game, you pull out your two thousand and four Malaysian Airlines Steve Maddai. Number three, exactly, quote. people know, go, fuck, this guy likes cheap shots running out of the line um, <laughs> and like getting his book. injured neck. Yeah. Or I would have had a, like a paramedic eels number 15 Edwards jersey. And, you know, as walking through, I don't know, um, the inner west, people would be like, who the fuck is this for? This? this guy likes milking penalties, um, <laughs> outrageous behaviour, uh, quick cramp, cramp after 62 minutes. He's only been <laughs> on the field 30 minutes. Or or someone like that. Some, but there'd be some purists that would get yep. like Jared Hickey, number 10 or something, Jared Bulldogs Hickey. jersey. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's another thing that makes perfect sense, which is probably why the NRL won't do it. Um, actually, lastly... And the other thing is choosing your number too. So yeah. when you come into grade, you can choose your number between 0 and 99. Like, because yep. our game isn't really position... Like, it's, if it's you position watch the game, who cares if it's got number... Four, like, Latrell's got number four on his... You've got middles, you've got, you know, wingers, and then you've got a fullback, I guess, and then you've got, you know, left side, right side. Yeah, so but what 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 does having a numbers one to seventeen? What does it help with? Nothing. If anything, it it, co- it costs you more for um, jerseys and shit because if you send to lateral, Mitchell gets not comes out. You've got, you've got to call got him to get Latrell this year. Four. I'm not having any of this lateral bullshit. You're calling him Latrell, like Spreewell. That's his fucking name. Don't don't. It's not spelt the same it's as Latrell. Latrell Spreewell. It's it's Latrell. And you've also got to get Trevojevic right as well this year. Okay, right, I'll give it a go. But imagine, Um, like, Sean Johnson wearing 27 for the Warriors, and then he takes that 27 jersey to the Sharks. And then the Warriors retire his jersey, you know, in 15 years' time. I doubt he'd never won a premiership. How would you put jerseys up in the rafters of open stadiums? Uh, You'd probably at the... um, and the other thing is... Maybe it's just like a clothesline, one of those clotheslines that just sort of come across right. from one side to the other and right. it just retracts. Camera, that camera they have these days. Spider cam. So it's, it's quite hard though, right? because what about when you've got shared stadiums? That must have been an issue in LA and, and LA Staples Centre. How do they do it? Like, do they have Lakers and Clippers? Oh, I've, been uh, a, I've been to a Clippers game. Good call. Yeah, mm. maybe they swapped them over. The listeners pretty, out there will be able to get it for us. Well, they yeah. did transform them from ice hockey stadiums to um, to basketball stadiums in about six hours. Exactly. So they'd be pretty organised, like taking down, I don't know, um, Pooh Richardson's uh, Clippers, Clippers jersey or whatever. Yeah, Jerome Pooh Richardson. Um, who do you think the Titans um, would have their um, jerseys retired? Would you say David Mee, Kevin Gordon, um, no. Sideshow mm. Bob... I think you'd only the only one you could really consider would be I would be Matt Rogers or Scott Prince. Yeah, I think Luke Bailey would have a claim because it's, those guys that came across in year one. I think you know Bailey was one, 
Nathan yeah. Freeman was another. Y- y- your real core guys, Scott Prince, Christo. Matt Rogers. But then there's guys that came in, like David Mead is up there for me. Yeah, he, but, it's Titan. Yeah, but you don't retire jerseys for, like, good players. Yeah, true. You need, like, they need to, I mean, even the Warriors, I mean, Stacey is probably the closest that would get a retired jersey. Any, I think Stacey, because... Yeah, but they weren't one club. I think being one club players helps as well. It does. But then as franchises get older, you start remembering fondly, like, oh, he came over and did four great years. Um, And then, you know, fast forward and Tedesco's getting his jersey um, retired for the Roosters after four or five years there. And you should only be, I reckon you'd be... You should be retiring a jersey about, on average, one every 10 years. So, theoretically, the Warriors should have two retired, but we haven't won a premiership, so I think one's fine at this moment, mm. and I think that has to go to Stacey. So, that the number, let's say he chose 77 when he joined first grade, number 77 will be hanging on a clothesline mm. with those plastic pegs mm-hmm. that you get, like, on a Mungaray East, like, one of those clotheslines that mm. sort of rotates. That would be... Or maybe that's what you do, just on that grass hill. Yeah. You have one of those, like, South Auckland um, backyard clotheslines. That's where, you're like, you play Dune of Fortune on it. Like, you put the, um, a cask wine that you uh, peg to one of those old Hills Hoist clotheslines, and you swing it right. around, and if it stops on you, you have to scale from the cask wine. You've heard of Dune of Fortune before? Yeah, I have, actually. So that's... Why don't we just do that on the back of the grass bank? Okay. And just Stacey's... Stacey's Juju is the only one hanging there. Yeah, I'd also like to see if there was a retractable clothesline going across the field, how many people would try and throw um, a couple of pairs of shoes up there just to try and hang over like a tinny house? Because, <laughs> I mean, if there's one um, footy ground around the world, um, Mount Smart would be the closest to a tinny house. Yeah. People don't know what tinnies are over here. Tinnies, they think, are cans okay. of beer. But tinnies yeah. are foils or... Um, weed. For the Are they over $20? Or inflation, surely? Or have they just reduced the amount that they put in them? I don't haven't know. smoked weed in a long time. Years. Actually, just the odd spliff here or there, but I never can remember. Um, yeah. Actually, the other day in Melbourne, um, a bloke was just walking past us and we could smell weed and, and he just came over. I think he's from Tanzania. Just gave us a little bit of a spliff. Completely random. It was a Wednesday afternoon. Really? Yeah, it's December, it's the silly season, sun was hot, blazing, had about eight beers. Because there's, there's also those blokes, or those, it's not just blokes, it's, well, in general, they have those vaporizers. Oh, yeah, it's vapes. A, so does that make those. it like more socially acceptable? Yeah, well, you're not burning the tobacco, you're just heating it. So I think it takes away a lot of the carcinogenic... Um, no, no, but if people have weed in there, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Mm. All right, preview. Preview time. Actually, last thing before preview, I've said this three times already, but I think we've got a sponsor coming. So, obviously, we had the days of Rugby Pass. Um, oh, they were hopeless. Bless, bless them. No, they showed a lot of... Um, yeah, yeah, showed us a lot of loyalty in the early years and then didn't return our phone calls. So, um, but, you know, we don't think... We don't think the great Richard North had anything to do with that. Um, but I think there's a sponsor calling and it may or may not be in the wagering industry so let's just hope that um fingers crossed and then this year we've got a few people we'll probably be having as regular guests on the show so there's probably between us a handful of guys that um big legal council listeners but they're very passionate club men um we've got rabbitos bulldogs dragons tigers, tigers. 
and um, roosters. 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 Yeah, got so roosters. We'll, we'll probably during the week um, obviously have our normal show, but we'll we'll cut for a twenty minutes. Actually, we could use um, Clint Dolan as Broncos too. Actually, yeah. real a biased view on them. Fuck. I mean, we're biased. We, we, we're apologists. We're apologists. The who? Jeez, the, Bronco. the Broncos. No, the Broncos fans are so biased. Yeah, they, oh yeah. So, but that's what I think the people want. They just want to hear like a stereotypical um, Yobbo Broncos fan. Clint Dolan's that man. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, season preview. We're going to go through alphabetically because it's just the easiest way to get through it in my mind. Um, we're going to start with Brisbane Broncos. Um, and... As always, we'll go with the ins and outs, and then we might just have a little look at um, the premiership odds, and we will just go through our ladders at the end, um, have a look at where we see the top eight finishing, and then maybe a few big calls that we want um, We want to make, like Delhi and Player of the Year, and etc. I've got a couple of nice, um, a couple of nice ones. So... Let's go to Broncos. Ins and outs, starting with ins, Sean O'Sullivan, Sean Fenson, and Richie Kenner. So you're probably not going to get a worse recruitment class um, in 2019 than that. Sean O'Sullivan is the son of Peter O'Sullivan, the recruitment um, man now who's at the Warriors. Sean Fenson, in his day, you would almost put him in the top five most unlucky not to play origin. I think he, oh, that's he, deserved, a bit. His he did his job. Come on. Okay. Um, I think he was incredibly unlucky. I mean, his his um, his Raiders era was pretty impressive. Don't you think? You yeah, no, it was, man back he, he just he's just the games changed a bit. I guess, yeah. and that sort of, um, he sort of struggled to adapt. He's like your typical country skinny white boy rugby league player, which I don't know. He just needed to add a little bit more dynamism to his game. Look, I, have, I, I thought he was still very good at the Cowboys in terms of fitting into that team culture there, and, and was a big part in them getting into the grand final in 2017. Um, look, I think it's a, that's a good buy from the Broncos. He'll play quite a bit of New South, uh, Queensland Cup. Isn't he just um, absolutely um, broken now? I mean, he's had a lot of bad injuries. Yeah, and that injury he had in that 2017 GF was you know, sad, and you wouldn't want to. But wish even it before on. that. Yeah, because he's just that's the style of game, right? Um, he's in there getting his body in uh, in corners and and. Uh, permutations which can which it's, it's dangerous basically mm. um yeah so and then the losses well, i mean who's the biggest loss is it big corbin yeah Cor- McGuire. corbin sims jonas pearson to the dragons i reckon that there let's remember that i'd like to go to the dragons top 17 later but they're not flash on the wing i'd love to see jonas pearson get a go on the wing i think that's Always a brilliant a fan pickup. of him I, you say you weren't or you were You've always been a big yeah, fan. Yeah, I liked him. Tom Opechich, Josh McGuire, and Jordan Kahu to the Cowboys. Um, Marion Seve to the Storm and Corey Allen to the Rabbitohs. So they've lost pretty decent players there. Some some classic Broncos stalwarts over the last five years. I think the one guy that you've just missed there that they lose, they lose, and it's actually going to be a, a massive advantage for them, is Sam Thiday. Uh, retired I, mean, I Sam think Thiday. he's holding them back, if anything. Probably one of the more disturbing 
off-season stories is to see what was what was the inevitable Stam Friday getting a gig with Channel 9. It's just going to be fucking horrible, horrible humour. Um, the guy you tries made, so made hard. to go back to Channel 9 and you're going to have to live with that. I know, but there's some bad fucking people in there. There's been Slater was front and centre the other day. Like, mm. who the hell is going to listen to Billy Slater? Like, there's just... Leggies don't make good commentators, do they? No. You, 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 Unless you have you're to Walker. really scour. Like the last 20 years, I mean, we're talking the last 20 years. This doesn't go like, you know, Sturlow's 30, 40 years now. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Joey and Fittler, you're getting some okay ones. Like, yeah. maybe I, McInnes is I okay. Think, I think Blocker is good oh, with a fuck good caller like Warren Piss Smith. Off. Don't, don't Blocker me. Don't you dare. No, he... Oh, I, I know fuck you off. and you're... you're, you're don't. No, I don't mind him. I think he adds a lot to the our parents' age who are listening. No, that what senile. My, you're having to go up my my old man. No, because you have to be senile to like blocker, or you have to be extremely racist, or just a dumb cunt. Well, most of that generation, no offence, them are. No, I think that's more our grandparents. It was just casual racism. Just it was yeah, just yeah. uneducated. Yeah. Um, Broncos paying seven fifty to win it this year. They've got a new coach as well, Anthony. Um, sorry, what's his name from um, Bunnies? Seabold. Anthony Seabold. Yep. I was going to say Anthony Griffin. Um, really like the look of. I think they might. So is Darius going to play fullback? Yeah, I think any. And he, yeah, any. And he reckons he wants to play State of Origin. So maybe he's actually going to try no. hard. He retired last year. No, he wants to get better. I heard something. But I don't want to talk about Origin now, mate. Um, and, yeah, I think Seabold, at the end of the day, the Rabbitohs uh, played a really good style of football uh, last year, especially their backs. They had some of the best back moves. So I, I expect to see a slicker um, Broncos team this year with Seabold at the helm. Mm. I think they've got some just the, the, the talent that they have in their, um, in their forwards. So I'm going to go through. Pungai Jr., Payne Haas, Patrick Margot is also not too bad. Joe Offerhangarwe, Jaden Sewer. Um, you've got and, and David Fafida as well as in addition this year for the Broncos is Matt Gillett. He hardly played last year. I'm gonna not gonna spoil it, but I am Broncos to win it for me this year. And seven dollars fifty is tasty as fuck, and I will be having more than a nibble at that pre Thursday. Um, um. Yeah, look, I think I think as a Brisbane, they just have such a um, catchment of youngsters and these Polynesian fellas that have been brought up in Queensland through that mm. Queensland league structure. They're going to keep coming, and they are going to be um, as long as they can. They, I guess they're going to have the problem the Warriors have had over the years, where it's all about which ones you pick and, and getting how to the motivate. right. Hmm. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think they, the, the, one, the ones I'm seeing at the moment, Jaden Sewer, Alpha Hangawi, Fafita, Pungai Jr., they Isn't seem to be... Staggs is a guy I forgot. He looks oh, like exactly. a too. From Wellington and country South Wales. But they just they do seem to have their head screwed on these ones. Mate, I'm, I'm really impressed by the Broncos so far. Their team, I can't wait to see Seabold, who, um, again, his little thing with Bennett was totally avoidable if you had some decent rules in place. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the Raiders. Who's in? Ryan Sutton. Don't actually know Ryan Sutton. 
John Bateman from Wigan, who I love. Real niggly, skinny centre. Could probably going to play a little bit of um, second row. JJ Felici from the Knights. Chance Nickel Clockstad from the Warriors. Who's out? Shannon Boyd, who the Titans threw money at. Um, why the fuck and would you, they ever do that? Oh, you know, you, yeah, no, you don't make that. So actually, good move from the Raiders offloading two expensive average front rowers. Blake Austin, Charlie Gubb, um, the only real ones of mm. note who's leaving. So Ryan Sutton's a big uh, big forward from um, UK. Okay. So he's another UK. And then John Bateman, obviously, you know him. He's played, you would have seen a lot of him playing for England. He, If you saw him down the street, you wouldn't think he'd be a very good rugby league player. But, geez, he's he's tough and um, gets the job done. And from all accounts, he's been, like, dominating the wrestle, wrestling at um, Canberra. Um, from my Raiders sources, he is looking good. I, I had some doubts on whether he would hack it at NRL level, but I think from what I'm hearing from, from pretty good sources, he's going to be a bit real fine this year. Mm. You're probably going to have Kotrich going to full back. Um, I mean, it, it, I think Rapana's not back into a rap about round 14. He had a really bad injury when he was in the Kiwis in Europe. Um, and you've got a real disappointing halves combination with Aiden Caesar and Jack Whiten. Um, the centres are brilliant. Croker and Leilua but there's not really much else. The best player is Josh Hodgson at the nine and probably Cottridge. Um, they don't really seem to have enough and they've got one of the worst coaches in the NRL. I think they've gone down since last year. Um, I don't know, they're missing a couple of players from mine. If you yeah. Look at the odds yeah. for the um, to win it all, 23. Mm, I mean, the half situation is going to be difficult for them. Um, so I... Yeah, look, it could be just one of those seasons in that middle table, middle lower table, I think, for the Raiders on picking. Mm. Um, it's interesting this, sorry, you go. Interesting, this year, there's no, there's no team. I reckon this year more than any other year, everyone's basically thinking the team is going to do like they did last year. Mm. Like often you'd have the Warriors would have came 14th or something and we'd bought really well and everyone's saying, oh, they're going to make the top five. Mm. There's no team really, is there, that anyone sort of thinks is going to go right up or right down even? Well, no. I mean, if you look at the Australian correspondents, most of them have got the Warriors coming at 16th or 15th or 14th or 13th. So that's a pretty big slide down from 8th. If you're only yeah, dealing with 16 yes. teams, to actually slide four or five spots is kind of 30 That's a, that's, a, that's a Australian, like Australian... How often... There, oh, there'd been a couple of seasons like when we bought the Wikis and Prices and the, the Sheik's yeah. Lukes where they probably... A few Australian journalists put us in that upper bracket... Um, but that we don't want that anyway. As soon as that happens, you, you, you've been given the poison chalice. Exactly. Um, but if we, you look at last year's, we will ladder, get to the Warriors though. Let's get back to let's get back to the Raiders. Anything else you want to talk about from the Raiders other than you? No, don't think just just it'll be good to see Ricky standing on the sideline, um, tearing his hair out again. Oh, it's always enjoyable for I like a when casual. Ricky does that thing when he's. I mean, I like a lot of things that Ricky does. But when he gets really angry and he jumps up and down like two foot, a two-foot jump with yeah, yeah, his eyes yeah, yeah. Quite squinted close, like what a sort of an eight-year-old does when they're um, yep. having a tantrum, it just, it's one of the real highlights of the season. Um, when they lose a game that they shouldn't, and they do seem to get dudded a lot by the refs. Um, so I look forward to more of that from Ricky. They just need to fuck Ricky Stewart off. Like, he's never going to get them 
Pichet? I mean, in two years ago, didn't you? Two, two games away from the grand final. One, one game away from the grand final and Indrickly. a forward pass indirectly dropped, yep. cost them. Right. Next one down, Dogs. Who's in? Jack Cogger, Nick Meany from the Knights. Christian Crichton, who's a terrible winger from the Panthers. Corey Harawera, Naira. Suaso Su, Dylan Napa. So a bit of mongrel in there for the Dogs. Almost sort yep. of going back, um, running the croc back. Who's out? The Morris brothers, Clemmer, um, Lachlan Burr, Greg Eastwood. Um, Clay Priest being released, who's not a fantastic player. Not much to like here for the Dogs. They've got a little bit of um, toughness up front, but they did lose um, Aaron Woods mid-season last year as well. They lost a couple of players mid-season. That um, was, losing Aaron Woods was actually good for them. Um, I guess from my perspective, the the, the Bulldogs is, can form and just find even 50% of... That form, he showed early days of his eels. He showed tiny glimpses at the Warriors. And he, he will offer them something. It will give them something else to work with. Uh, especially because I reckon Lachlan Lewis is going to be shown up a bit this year. Second second season. Um, everyone knows he's got the long blonde locks. Um, they know they can target him. Uh, he looked good gonna, last year, didn't he? He looked good, but again, this is when this is when I don't know. In the beginning, American sports they call it uh, trash time. Do you know what I mean? Like their season had gone. Mm. That's when he started stepping up. So you've got to ask questions about players that actually start, you know, looking good and in, in that and in, 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 in games that your season's gone. You're basically playing for pride. It's it's those rounds one to ten when everyone's uh, uh, in the hunt. Mm. He's going to really uh, be put under the furnace this year, I feel. They just don't have any talent. Like, I think guys that came on for them near the end of the last season, you shouldn't overlook them like what you're saying about Lewis. Reese Martin looks as though he's going to be a really good first grader. Ramus. Um, Ramus Smith as well. But there's nothing there. I mean, there's, there's, they're actually 51 to win the comp, which is basically the favourite for the wooden spoon. Yeah. There's nothing to like about them. Dean Pay, not very... Um, Kieran Holland. Kieran Holland. Um, no big names here. Once Klima left, and Klima was so good last year in a poor side. Um, yeah. So is William Hopoati. I think he actually had one of his best seasons for a long time last year. Um, we good to see Big Papi fire up. Yeah. I just, you know, I just wonder how, he'll good be, how good he'll be outside of those Roosters set up. Not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and that's the beauty of these new seasons and players, a different setup, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be very... Is he at Corey Howard and Era? I mean, he's, he's got a bit of bit of um, something about him that could offer a bit more, let's call it uh, reggae or, or funk to that forward pack. Mm. Runs a beautiful line. Yeah, he's, he's just a solid player. N- nothing much. N- nothing to turn the dial. It's going to have a couple of exciting moments. Um, runs nice lines. Okay, Sharks. Who's in? Josh Morris. Pretty underrated little signing there. I think he was still good. I think he'll still yeah, be good. Yeah, but I think Brett Morris had a longer, decent career. Josh Morris had a better, shorter career. That's how I'm going to remember them. Like Josh Morris, oh... 2010, 2009 was fuck. He was pretty one of the better centers I've ever seen, and that's yeah. saying something. Yeah. But then he sort of dropped off away quick. Maybe it was injuries or something. But Brett was sort of I always thought better for was long, like more consistent, longer. But yeah, I think he's going to offer something to that team. Offer something yeah. definitely. 
Yep. On to... But SJ, I mean, as massive Kiwi League fans we are, what, I mean, the question is, is he... He could be... This could turn him into an absolute superstar. And as we've seen well, a lot a of our mates like you, you, have said... There's two... He is a superstar. But there's too yeah, many right. people... The, yeah, your normal rugby league pundit would say he drifts in and out of games, he's inconsistent. But I just think that when you are a Johnson and Marshall that just have the sidestep thing, and I reckon that Ponga is potential for this as well. When you do things that no one else can do... They're actually not things that you can do every game because they're just so sheer brilliance. And I think people unfairly look at a Marshall or a Johnson and say they're inconsistent because the absolute high moments don't come every week. No one can do that shit every week. I mean, but very, I, very few players ever. I guess what I'm saying, though, Ree Harry, is that he's going now to the Sydney Fishbowl. He could, in terms of just not his on-field... Like there's the on-field up, but then also his sort of... his persona off the field is just going to stratify, right? Like, yeah, he, he, Stacey he Jones would have been such a different... We would have remembered him so differently if he played in Broncos for five mm. years. I mean, like, imagine that. I, I'm, I'm stoked because I think it's best for both parties um, that, that Johnson can finally prove himself as, um, as a world-class player and he can do it in a team that will be pretty unforgiving if he, you know, as he, if he does drift in and out of games. Yeah. The thing about the Sharks, they've lost a lot of good talent. They've lost Jesse Ramian, which they'd be devastated about losing. He yep. he was probably the runner-up to Rookie of the Year to Osako last year. They've lost Edric Moonboot Lee to the Knights. Rookie <laughs> Latelli, who was just a good first grader. Kurt Dillon, Joseph Paulo, Valentine Holmes, and Luke Lewis is retired. Well, Valentine Holmes is actually That's a huge loss, a but just massive for, loss. for try scoring, right? He just mm. he is a phenomenal rugby league player. Mm. Don't know about NFL, when well, I mm. doubt it'll be any good, but he he just can score tries from anywhere. Yeah, and you, you can't you can't pay for we can't pay for that. But I mean that's not that's one of the best skills in the game. Yeah, and I just look at their team now. You know they've lost Lewis. Gallon's a little bit. You know he's another year older. He's 37, 38 now. I'm just thinking when's the year where he just completely just he's out for the season with an injury. Um, I just think you know Wayne Graham's a heavily injured player. He's going to have to step up and have a big one. Matt Pryor. Um, solid first grader. It's going to have to be or become Andrew Fafita and Sean Johnson's team, really, yep. isn't it? This um, Bronson Zeri is going to really. Um, who? Bronson Zeri. Uh, I think he's got Maltese heritage. He's, he's not a in the first grade side, though. Oh, actually, no, you're uh, right. He is. He is. I reckon he, is. he might even play round one next week. Wow. Where's he? So, what's his background? Maltese. I don't know. Is I think cherry? he's another Bronson junior. Yeah, Bronson Series. It was spelled X E R R I. He looked yep. phenomenal in the um, trials. I know trials don't mean shit, but mm-hmm. he's something the Sharks have invested quite a bit of time and money in. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. I'm not going to pick he's going to be a top five in the comp, but he's going to be pretty dangerous. Well, and they that, need that without Jesse and Val. Well, the sports bet have got them at 17 to 1, wow. the eighth favourite for this year. I mean, they finished the Sharks last year, remember? I look at the... Sh- they finish where? Fourth. Yeah. I look at... Yeah, but Valentine Holmes was... Yeah, the he's best with two players in the NRL for six yep, weeks. Agreed. And Shane Flanagan's a loss. And they've got Joel Morris, who hasn't coached the NRL before. This is a players coach team, and that's probably what's going to be a bit of a worry. I mean, can he... I guess Gallen coaches aside. Um, I just wonder if... 
Yeah, I mean, I look at the Sharks on one day and think they could be top four, and the other day I think they're missing the eight. I think it's going to be a really um, interesting, I probably one they of more intriguing the intriguing they make the eight. They've got too much talent and toughness to not yeah. make the eight, but are they going to be serious contenders? I don't know. Sean Johnson would have to... God, it's going to be I'd, good. I'd be stu- to be honest, on a personal level, if they're premiership contenders... It'd be good. That shows how Sean Johnson has become basically the best half in the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, everyone has an opinion on Johnson and, you know, is he overpaid, underpaid? And some people, you can't pay him a million dollars a season. Name me the best halfbacks in the NRL, pure halfbacks. Just tell me them. That are better than Sean Johnson. Cooper Cronk. And he's 34. So you'd rather have Johnson than Cronk because Cronk can't go around much. Uh, and then you go to, geez, is Ben Hunt better? No. Uh, You've got Ben Hunt on a million a year. Cherry's on a million a year. Ben Hunt's on a million a year. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Yeah, Milford. Adam Reynolds? Milford beyond. Milf's a six, though. Nicarima's a seven over there. I mean, who else? The thing is, there's there's a massive dearth of halfbacks. And don't you even think about saying Ashley Taylor. No, I didn't even think it didn't cross my mind. But I mean, Michael Morgan—he's a, a, a second-tier halfback. I, I, I believe that he's a second-tier halfback with the potential to become a first-tier. And I don't, from what I've seen, I'm not sure if he has the drive to get to the first tier. If Morgan plays seven, which I think he will, I think he'll be the best halfback in the NRL this season. We'll get to the Cowboys though. Gold Coast Titans, one of at different times. Your favourite sort of other team, Tyrone Peachy, Shannon Boyd, Tyrone Roberts. We love Tyrone Roberts. Jesse Arthurs, never heard of him. Riley Jacks, Brian Kelly, shocking player from... Don't mind Brian, but um, you hate him, I know. club for him, just to sink into nothingness. Tremaine Spry from the Roosters, good name. <laughs> um, who's out? Kane Algie, Brendan Elliott, Conrad Harrell, um, Tyrone Roberts-Davis... Brenton Loris and Ryan Simpkins have retired. Titans are paying fourth worst odds. Well, actually, second worst equal. $41 to win the comp. Thoughts on the Titans? So, Titans for me, they finished 14th last year. They are my team that I believe have the largest step up in quality. Um... I just think Garth... I actually think Garth Brennan's a good coach. I yeah, think I having that season now, um, you know, things didn't quite go right for them. I think Ryan James is at his, going to be at his peak sort of mentally and as a as a man. Um, uh, Tyrone Peachy, Shannon Boyd. I know you hate Shannon Boyd, but I think he just gives them something. Then you've got the Jared Wallaces, the Jai Arrows, the mm. Ryan James. Mm. It's, a, it's a good That's side. A, and Kevin if, Proctor. It's a very... And, I mean, Pete's is an OK hooker. He's just an okay hooker, and Ash Taylor is an okay half. I do like um, Fotuaker as well, that live wire yeah. second run off the bench. He, like Alexander Brimson, like, is he is like exciting. Though. What's wrong with that? It's, I don't know. I, 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 think the, I think the Titans make the eight, and so, they're going to be my second team this year. So who's in the house with Ashley Taylor? Tyrone Roberts will do me. <sighs> See, that's real hot and cold. And I think that's what they're going to be. They're going to be hot and cold. They're going to beat some of the best teams. They're going to lose some of the worst teams. Titans are going to tighten. It's what they do. I know. I just, I just, I just, I love seeing a full skilled stadium on a Sunday afternoon. I've never seen a full, only for the Hain comeback I saw that. 
Um, but when they came back, when they first came this season, they were, I think, well, I just, I believe in a, a franchise on the Gold Coast. I think we need it. I think, you yeah, know, I, that, I think the kids that grow up there are going to become Titans fans. Um, I, I, I want Titans to do well, and they're going to be my second team. And look, maybe I'm looking at this through rose-colored rose glasses. I think Tyrone Peachy offers it. No, does Tyrone Peachy play six? <sighs> Because Ash Taylor is solid. He can get the I think Tyrone Peachy plays six and you bring Tyrone Roberts off the bench and then you just wow. mix it around. But you don't want that with a Hearts combination. Your Hearts have to play the whole game. Yeah, so Tyrone Roberts plays Q Cup and can be a dummy half option. Well, so can Peachy, actually. Yeah. Peachy's... I know. It's a strange but that's, Peachy. Look, they've got Jared Wallace and Jai Arrow who are... Jai Arrow's still probably in my top five forwards in the game and Jared Wallace will be top... 10, maybe top 12. They're both very good, yeah. So they have, and Mel Meninga, who is a great rugby league brain, is picking them for the premiership. Well, he's like the chairman of the football. He did that with tongue-in-cheek. He's not serious. I know. Hopefully, I think he did. But he, he's obviously, he's his word, he doesn't want to just make himself look like an idiot. So he's obviously seeing something there. Yeah, maybe. Um, on to the next. We are looking at Manly. The Sea Eagles, who okay. you also had a love affair with in the past, and we loved the, the 2005 to 2012 era team. Kane Algie is in. He's probably going to partner Daily Cherry of into the halves because Dylan Walker seems to be out for a while. Brendan Elliott, Corey Waddell, Ruben Garrick. So no one in for the Eagles, but they've lost a Kuyuate, Sean Lane, Brian Kelly, and Matt Wright. So probably quite a lot of. Um, Jonathan Wright, you mean? Jonathan Wright and Matt Wright and Lewis Bryan's retired. So a lot of addition by subtraction for the Eagles. Um, they just they weren't bad last year. They're just they soulless. Came they came 15th, and I just... I think that franchise is just... It just it's in a bad way, and it's... When they're not playing well, you can sort of... They don't even look like a professional sporting organisation. Like, well, even where they train, like, looks like bloody Bob Dean's Oval in Christchurch. You know, they've got a big ute with all their tackling bags and that just backed up onto the field. It's And that's, I guess, why I sort of had that love affair with them for that, oh, I'm going to call it 03 to 013 dynasty. Because nah, they, nah. they were running oh, oh, off the smell of oily rag. Oh, 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 05, oh, 06 is when they started getting good. No, I know, but I'm saying all dynasties, you see them sort of, uh, the seeding, seedling sort of burgeoning. And I saw that in 03. Um, the thing is with Manly, for me, it all comes down to you almost mimic the personality of your number one, of your franchise player. And that's Cherry Evans, and no one likes him. So it just flows from there. If you took out Cherry Evans, I'm just going to rip through some players here, right? And you go, shit, that's not a bad nucleus of a club. Adam Fanua Blake, Apisai Coruscant, Curtis Surinan, Dylan Walker, Jack Jaziski, Jake Trebojevic, Tom Trebojevic, Joel Thompson, George Tafua. Um, who else we got? Trent Hodgson probably running off the bench, Martin Tapel. Like, you've got a pretty good, like, nucleus of really good first-grade players there and a few internationals. Of DCE, the two Tavoyevich brothers and Marty Tapel. I know. They are top 20. You've got four of the top 20 players in the game. Yep. At least and top then, 30. Then, there's, then top, th- top 25, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big step, though. 
but I think then you get into your top 100s because you're talking about Joel Thompson and stuff. Oh, so Coruscant is a really good player. Uh, Dylan Walker, when he has exercises his demons, the sports bet have also got them at 41 for the title. So we're talking about the same odds as the Titans and the so, Eels who we'll get to. And then we've got the Trent Barrett out, Desi Hasler in. Like, Des is an icon of the Northern Ooh. Beaches, even though he was born in Campbelltown. Most fascinating most fascinating thing is, is going to be um, how Des sort of gets back. I mean, who would have thought he would be back coaching Manly? That is insane. That is. I, I mean, I would have probably preferred Tooves, but, you know, let's see how Des go. I mean, he, he did stuff the doggies, let's be honest. He did. But I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd do that. He won't, he won't do that to the Seagulls. He loves them too much. They're part of him. Nah, he, he, he's, they're going to be fucking hard to beat. At home. But they're not going to make the eight. Come no, on. No, that's going to be hard to beat because Des is going to make them hard to beat at home. Exactly. And, and let's be honest, I think they have a, they have a their, their, their home ground is actually an embarrassment to yep. our comp. Yep. So they're throwing some money out of the federal government. Yeah, they have. They finally granted some cash to upgrade. And it doesn't it. need to be the best ground in the comp. It just needs to be. It needs to be still a boutique ground. It has to hold eighteen thousand when it's required to. But it's just got to get the field right, and it's got to have some nice changing sheds. It won't cost that much. It's, it's, it's still going to probably be the weakest home ground in the comp, but that someone's going to have it. Titans. And that's a beautiful ground. It's the weakest... Oh, you mean as in weakest home ground advantage or weakest home ground no, no, quality? It's like in terms of quality, yeah. you know, craft beer options, I mean, all that shit. have you been to... You've been to Brookvale. I've been there with yeah, you. Yeah, it was very yeah. nice feel, wasn't it? It's very rugby league. Nice feel, but I just think... Yeah, it was a nice view, actually. What I don't know what I want, but I just think it's the field. They have to get the turf right. Yep. Okay, we've got to rattle through these. We're going to go to the Melbourne Storm. Probably don't want to spend too much no, time here. This, you'd be, you'd be uh, picking them to miss the four like you always do. No, I'll get to my Storm picks. They've got no ins and well, Marion Seve, never heard of him. Gladsby's gone to the Knights. Jacks, Riley Jacks to the Titans. Lachlan Tim the Dragons, and Billy Slater and Ryan Hoffman has retired, and they've just offloaded, um, unfortunately gone to Catalans. I thought he would have had an NRL club come after him, but Cassiano, Dogzilla, I was actually hoping the Warriors um, threw some cash at him, but unfortunately not. Um, the Storm are the third favourites equal at $8.50 to win the Premiership. I mean, they've got Craig Bellamy, the greatest coach of all time, coaching them. They're going to finish right up there. Let's move on. I mean, yeah, but I wanted big... to say the key man for me this year, I've, I've followed in the last two seasons on a personal level, um, Jerome Hughes, I've seen, I think he's went from strength to strength and now he's he's um, lost Billy Slater, Jerome Hughes, and I'm a Kiwi, I admit, so I do have a soft spot for him, but I really want three to months. What? Drink water's out for three months, so he's probably given that to Jerome Hughes, the fullback position, Good. which Just... means that you're going to have in your halves, you're going to have Brodie Croft and Cameron Munster. Um, you're still going to have Chambers and Curtis Scott and then Adokar and Vunivalu. I mean, look at that. I think Port Chambers, I think, he, will he recover from just being taken to Helen back from Latrell? <sighs> that was sensational, wasn't it? He just I got just it wrong. Did, I, I, I had got faith in Chambers that so he could actually, and he got done. So let's see how he comes back from hell. Yeah, he he love to see him come back because he's a brilliant player. The Knights, um, way overhyped. Just a 
really shit franchise in the last 10 no, they've years. Got, they've got a, a high performance centre now. Uh, they've got some fucking big time buys. Let's look at this. This is just, no, the do. ins and outs are insane. Right. In Tim Gladsby, Jesse Ramian, Edric Lee, Mason Lenor, James Gavitt, James Gavitt, David Clemmer, Zach Wolford, Heimel Hunt, Kurt Mann. Who's out? Jack Coggan, Nick Meany, Brock Lamb, like Brock Lamb, Ken Seo, JJ Felici, Corey Dennis, Luke Yates, Dylan... Pythian. Pythian. Who's actually, I think, at Burley, so he's in the um, Gold Coast feeder yep. side. And Pat Mataltia, retired as Chris Heinington and Jacob Lilliman. The thing about the Knights, they're still rebuilding, aren't they? They're um, still... That was, it's, it's been like a... When did... It's been like an eight-year... This is still the 10th year of the arena. Nah, we're talking 2013. Bennett took them to the semis and they got a game away from the grand final. I think the Roosters may have bet them. Yeah, but it was so... It was That was so plastic. It was just like a, a team of age... It was just... It just didn't... And I think any Newcastle fan would say that. It just... It was a, it was a perfect example of like a public company just for going after one year's profits mm. and losing the whole point going forward. Mm. It's just, which is okay perhaps if you, if you get a premiership out of it, I guess, but they didn't. And it's, it's just hurt their club. And look, they, they have covering. got a really, really good, solid squad with one superstar in Ponga. But, and Clemo, you'd say, is ugly Billy up there from a full perspective. And then Ponga's a lot of start really, really good players. Right, Ponga's into the media and stuff. I, I don't think the Knights make the eight. Ooh, I do. And we'll get to that in a minute. I think that just real solid in the forward packs. They've got the Safidi brothers, um, Danny Levi, David Clemo, Herman CC. What's that? Jacob's not playing as early on because of his pub brawn he got a broken leg out of it didn't he well, I don't know then I like, quite like the Lachlan Fitzgibbon Mitchell Barnett um, sort of back rowers Sony Mataltia turned into an okay player um, they're pretty weak out wide um, with Edric Lee Sean Kenny Dow Tao Tao Monga um, I think and if Connor Watson doesn't play well at fullback to start the season off I'm a big Connor Watson fan so I think it's probably their weakness is their back five I'd like to see a healthy Tao Tao Monga we just yeah, really haven't. There's mate. just been glimpses. That Bronco season two years ago is the best season he's ever going to have. Yeah. He's done it in these five times. I know. Um, Sportsbet have got the Knights at $19. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they've got them slightly missing the eight um, on that cutoff just behind the Sharks. So I think that's probably where most people will have them. Will they be slightly in or slightly out of the eight? Um, my big thing to watch is... Since so why is Nathan Brown if he if he can't take this roster into the back half of the eight at least they've got to fuck him off because there's a lot of young talent there. I mean a good coach in the NRL a really good coach would have the Knights in the finals no questions asked. There's worse teams that make the finals than the Knights from a talent perspective every year. Yeah. Agreed. I think <laughs> I think Nathan get, I think Nathan gets probably the easiest road out of any first grade coach yeah. and he has for a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um again we've got to rattle really quickly through here. On to the Cowboys. They've got Opechich, Maguire, Kahu, Ben Barber, no more. Nene McDonald, under the radar, good signing. Kurt Baptiste, yep. under the radar, great signing. Who's out? Lachlan Coote, he was shit. So is Kane Lynette. Sean Frensom. 
Sam Hoare, Josh Chadley, Kyle Labert, Sean Hudson, Ethan Lowe. Ethan Lowe to the Rabbitohs. Interesting. Yeah. And retired as Jonathan Thurston and Antonio Winterstein. I mean, Ben Barber to me. I mean, if Ben Barber was there, they are really... I mean, some people, and I know they're Paul Kent and stuff, was, had, had actually tipped Ben Barber to win the Daily M, believe it or not. Fuck. He was that good on his day. Shit. And he was brilliant in Super League. And that's a, him getting sacked um, is just... I just don't think the Cowboys recover from that because unless Val Holmes gets back by round seven... Yeah, it's um, so Jordan Carr is going to go across and play fullback for them, isn't he? Uh, probably he is versatile enough to do that. Yep. They've got the sixth equal best odds of 15. Um, oh. For me, a massive bounce back here because you're going to have Jordan McLean and uh, Matt Scott, jo- yep. uh, Josh Maguire, um, Jake Granville, Jason Tamalolo. Does he Cohen get this Fuck, there's, there's a at 15 to 1 so far. As a roughie, if Michael Morgan hits that form from two years ago and he was, wasn't wasn't fit last year, if Tamari Martin or there's Jake Clifford, if someone can just relatively hold up the sixth jersey, catch and pass, um, there is. You're right. A They're lot not a bad outfit. Imagine if they did have Barber. Wow. Well, Barber's shit. I'd rather have Kahu. He's not. Okay, Kahu, great right goal kicker. Well, I think I just... it's the centres. Who are the centres for the um, Cowboys? So you've got um, O'Neill. Justin O'Neill is gone. No, he's still there. Yuck. Apart you've got um, Tualu or something. Oh, yeah. Inari Tuala. So, oh, no, Apachic. He'll pay. Apachic? Oh, I've rated Apachic. Yeah, he's okay. Um, yeah. Like, chalk me down for a bit of the Cowboys at 15 to 1. Like a okay. lot. Um, right. We're going to have to do this as a two-parter because we are only really halfway through. So... Um, we will release a second podcast, um, which we'll record tonight in a, um, in a break, but we'll come back to you. Jackal loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. Say you're 